0: now david fiorazzo
1: all lives don't matter until black lives matter this is a truth and most everyone agrees with the sentiment many however cannot embrace black lives matter as an organization this is why we've started an exciting new movement called every black life matters we recognize black plight goes beyond police brutality Black plight can actually happen at any phase in the lifespan of black life. Fundamentally, black life is precious and should be protected and supported from conception to natural death. You can't seriously support the notion that black lives matter unless and until you embrace the fact that every black life matters. Visit Every Black Life Matters. Visit us at www.everyblm.org.
2: And we can't wait to uh, dive into this today. Uh, we've got so much to catch up on with Kevin McGarry. And before we do, I would just want to mention some headlines we will be addressing in segment three today, the last portion of the podcast. Uh, Joe Biden canceled the drilling leases despite record high oil and gas prices also Nancy Pelosi is going to introduce legislation allowing Joe Biden to set gas prices. At least they're going to try to do that. How about pallets of baby formula delivered to the southern border? As many of our store shelves are empty. Thank God for Rand Paul. He halted a fast track of $40 billion in Ukrainian aid. Um, Nina Jankowicz, the new uh, minister of truth, the government disinformation board, they're going to try to model Wikipedia and allow verified users to edit tweets. That's what they want to do. Finally, naturally, not finally, teachers continue to indoctrinate kids to LGBTQ ideology without parents' knowledge. That wouldn't be a surprising article for you. A new poll, 75% of Americans say the country is on the wrong, wrong track. But as we often say, it doesn't matter because 99.3% of Democrats will vote for whoever has a D behind their name. doesn't matter how bad the country is doing. And Netflix sent a memo to its employees saying, go ahead and quit if you're offended by our content. Of course, they've lost um, over 200,000 subscribers so far. A couple more headlines. Rasmussen, a majority of Americans want abortion decided by voters, not the courts which is uh, partly what we're going to talk about with Kevin McGarry in just a minute. But I want to, since I just rattled off those headlines and all that's going on today, I I want to read Psalm 112, um, just a couple verses. Praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. It is well with the man who is gracious and lends, He will maintain his cause in judgment. He will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear until he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. And then it goes on. That's from Psalm 112. So Kevin McGarry, our guest today, um, he, of course, is president and co-founder of every Black Life Matters. And the website is everyblm.com. He's got several books out. He's writing a brand new one. And uh, let's catch up with Kevin. Welcome, brother, back to Stand Up For The Truth.
3: David, such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me again.
2: You're most welcome. And uh, thanks for getting up early. You're probably an early riser anyway out there on the the West Coast. Um, Yes,
3: indeed. (laughs) uh, You know, the news starts, uh, never ends. So I'm up all during the night, all during the day, um, interceding for America, (laughs) Mm. interceding for our church, interceding for our streets. uh, And that's constant and perpetual. So there you go.
2: Yes. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you for bringing some sanity and clarity to the argument or debate over racism in America. And I know that's a great part of what your book is about, uh, wokeness and, and the accusations of race. And I'm sure you're going to get into a little bit of our American history. But let's talk about the Supreme Court battle that's going on right now, the debate over Roe v. Wade. And I want to share with you something that happened in our neck of the woods. I had last week on uh, Julaine Appling as the president of Wisconsin Family Council. She is right in the belly of the beast. She is in Madison. That's where her offices are. She was uh, their offices were firebombed um, and there was um, an attack over there last week. Fortunately, no one was there, but it was on Mother's Day early, early, early morning hours, and not only did they write on the wall, if abortion is not safe, you aren't either, That's like that's a threat, but they also left plenty of voicemails, and I want to get your response to this and just take the conversation wherever it goes from there. Some of the quotes from those voicemails that Jelaine shared, um, I hope you all burn with it. That's what you deserve. Another quote. Uh, this is. These are voicemails, people on the left who are pro-aborts, calling their offices. Whoever set that fire is a true American patriot. You people are just utter filth on the planet, and it's too bad your mothers didn't abort each and every last one of you. Hopefully you all get cancer. Then the next one, burn, little Jesus freaks. Burn, burn, burn. So, Kevin McGarry, not too tolerant are those on the left. Uh, your, your thoughts and... <laughs>
3: Well, okay. So here's the thing. Um, you know, basically, you know, the the word of God tells us that we will know them by their fruits. Okay, mm, so let's yeah. just look at the fruits. Let's forget all of the pablum and all of the talking points and all that. Stuff. Let's just look at the fruits. The fruits are they're violent, they're hateful, uh, they're malignant, they're corrosive. Um, so those fruits are and they lie endlessly. And those are the fruits of the demonic realm, mm-hmm. so uh these folks are you know we need to pray for their very souls because they're they're uh enraptured by demonism uh they they thoroughly embrace the demonic realm, yes. obviously obviously yes, yes. that 's not me being judgmental, oh, stop being judgmental. no no, 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 let 's go by the fruit okay, so let 's look at what it is now. The other thing that we should recognize is that the um the Church of Satan said. We, uh, you know, we we want to abort. This is last week. They came out and they said, "Look, um, as a religious organization, we have the right to abortion. It's <laughs> part of our religious ceremony." Yes, this is satanic, uh, the Church of Satan. So, so the demonic realm is agitated. The Church of Satan is, you know, applauds it, uh, and people fundamentally who follow uh, and who want uh, abortion. Uh, You could say what you want about being a Christian or a person of faith. No, uh, no, the fruits uh, betray you. So um, if you align with this in any way, in other words, if you continue to empower these people, if you continue to support these people, if you continue to support these movements that are decimating uh, God's creation, then you are embracing the demonic
4: realm.
3: Mm. I mean, (laughs) that I wish there were another convenient way where you could, you could, you know, sort of demarcate. Well, I'm not part of that, but there is no other convenient way. Mm-mm. It's just this is binary,
2: and the Bible clearly teaches that in many, many places in Scripture, in the New Testament in particular, First John chapter four, talking about warning us to test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And uh, it says, many false prophets have gone out into the world. Uh, Jesus refers to Satan as the father of lies. Um, and it, the Bible clearly says, every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And so there are very clear delineations in Scripture on who is following the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, and who is following demonic spirits. And some of them, Kevin McGarry, uh, we understand there are useful idiots. There are minions. There are people who are deceivers, and there are those who are deceived. I think many, and I'm just putting this out there for your response, many that are pushing this demonic murder of children in mothers' wombs are—maybe they don't fully understand what they're doing, and that's, they know not what they do, right? That's biblical as well. And many aren't the agenda-driven, we have to have abortion at any cost. What are your thoughts?
3: Well, uh, so— uh, yeah, there there are there are a lot of okay. So here here's here's and here's what I write about in my next book. Uh, Lenin used the term "useful idiots" that and that referred to people that were ideologically smitten, um, and, and to the extent that they would betray their own principles and their own integrity and their own ethics because the ideology of something has them. And he says these are useful idiots. They're they're on, they're with us, knowing full well that we're betraying everything they really stand for. So we have a generation of useful idiots. Now, this is not a derogatory term. It's a term, literal, based upon the actual person who, 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 who came up with the term, Lenin, uh, Vladimir Lenin. So, 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 so this is the term that we have to come to grips with. We have a lot of people that are ideologically driven. Um, and I, I believe they're ideologically driven by their religion, uh, which is not the gospel. Exactly. They can say what they want about you know, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm, a, uh, and Jesus is the Lord of my life and this and that. But the reality is, is they always vote one direction
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, when we encourage them to look at the Word of God and then decide who to vote for, non-ideological. We, we don't need to be ideological. We don't need to, to drive a hard wedge between this party or that party. We just need to vote biblically. Mm-hmm. But when we encourage people to do that, they are still so smitten by ideology, they will vote for their religion, yep. which... Encourages the decimation of God's creation, that being first and foremost uh, children, babies in the womb, and so um, so we have we, we are facing this. This is a real thing. Yes, this is a real uh, psychosis.
2: Yes, and I I want to kind of transition just very briefly because this is not the topic for today. But you you wrote a very relevant book several years ago, a couple years ago, "The War on Women." From the root to the fruit. And I just realized Bill Federer gave you, um, like, you know, high marks, high regards on this when he said, McGarry hits a home run. The book is breathtaking, illuminating, and compelling. And it's a must read for everyone fighting for and concerned about the plight of women. That's historian Bill Federer. So share a little bit on how this abortion battle relates to this war on women, Kevin.
3: What I would encourage all people to look at is Genesis 3.15. In Genesis 3.15, God was giving uh, Eve and the serpent their consequences, right? So, um, and that's where this came from. I was actually preparing to do a sermon at one of my friend's churches, uh, and um, I had multiple versions, uh, translations open, and I saw Genesis 3.15, and, uh, it, and, and in this particular translation, uh, it said, "...and there will be war between you, the serpent." and the woman and her offspring. And I thought, hmm. OMG, I've been, I've, been based, <laughs> I've been summarily dismissing the war on women nomenclature and these sort of shrill, hysterical women as they march up and down with these crazy hats on. Yep. Um, and there's a literal war on women, and, and, and I really felt uh, inspired that, yes, there's a literal war on women. It's not the one that uh, you know, the popular secularists uh, say that there is, but there is one that was hatched in the garden, and uh, the the key there is there will be war or enmity, enmity and war are synonymous. With the same thing. It's chaos. It's hatred. It's it's vitriol between, uh, you know, women. Uh, but but here's the thing. So our foe, uh, the serpent, uh, Satan, is 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 destined to be at war with women and their offspring. That's the key. Hmm. Okay. So if you look at throughout history. He's been targeting children, Yes, uh, Moloch, Baal, uh, worship, uh, child sacrifices, um, you know, all throughout history. So it started early, and, and it continues to this very day. Except today, we've, we've gone beyond, uh, you know, some of the, 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 the horrible atrocities that were done with child worshiping back then, because now we're into the hundreds of millions of children
4: mm.
3: uh, around the world uh, that have been sacrificed, uh, if you will, and yes. uh, and 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 dismembered, and body parts soul. I mean, this is the worst of the worst kind of atrocity we can ever imagine. So, so yeah. So, so the point is, is that uh, people need to be reminded that this is a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. That fundamentally, the target is women, and and that's because all humankind comes through women. So, it's the, we're a target. I mean, women are a target. So that's because they birth humankind. That's that's the gateway, right? So um and then this book really goes into connecting the dots between the Garden of Eden and today. So it, it deals with uh, you know, women's suffrage movement, uh early uh feminism, radical feminism of today, uh intersectionality, transgenderism, uh critical race theory, uh Saul Alinsky, Margaret Sanger, um, you know, James Cohn, uh, pivotal points in our, our culture and that's all the dots to that war on women so i would encourage you uh, your listeners if you if you want uh, please go to amazon it's the war on women from the root to the fruit mm-hmm. which side are you on it's a binary war you choose and um, you know that's that's the that this this book will help you uncover uh the war as it exists today
2: and uh, you write a lot about that, and I think in, in appropriate uh, ways, because we've got to be opened—actually, our eyes have to be opened to this as a spiritual battle first, because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but, and yet we know Satan uses people, he uses human beings to, f- to further his plans. Um, as we heard at the very beginning of this podcast about your organization, Every Black Life Matters, E, am sorry, everyblm.com, um, you really promote the truth that from conception to the grave, or as some say, from the womb to the tomb, we want to protect the lives of all in, the, in mothers' wombs. And you've been fighting for this, and you had an opportunity during the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, elevation, promotion, uh, protests, which we'll get to in, in a little bit, um, that they weren't really focusing on the unborn. And so, I'd like for you to just share a little bit about that. That's one of the core values, if you will. It's one of the um, talking points of your organization. Every Black Life Matters.
3: Yeah. So, um, some of your you, uh, your listeners may be thinking, "Wow, okay." So, David has this, you know, BLM offshoot, uh, Every Black Life Matters on, and they're trying to be sort of conceal their religion. Here's the religion. <laughs> um, what what I what we mean by that is we mean all lives matter and every life matters Mm -hmm. and then so some people hesitate like uh excuse me your shirt and your website says every black life matters how could you say that that means All lives matter and every life matters. So here's the thing. Uh, Margaret Sanger, who's the founder of Planned Parenthood, when she came out and she says, look, we want to thoroughly exterminate the Negro population, she did not say uh, we want to exterminate Negroes and and Hispanics or Negroes and Asians or Negroes and little white kids. She said, I want to kill some blacks. She started Planned Parenthood with that specific, and that was her business model, folks. So, um, uh, you know, we have some people say, no, 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 Planned Parenthood is all about women's health. No, 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 no. Margaret Sanger, when she said that, she, she her business model was because uh, she was a eugenicist, right? And eugenics, uh you know, believe that there's you know a pure white Aryan race is the is is, is how they want to keep things. And so she, she started Planned Parenthood with the intent of doing this. Now, she realized she couldn't uh, put her, uh, you know, uh, shingle out there and says, look, you know, bring your Blacks here because we want to exterminate them. So she she rounded it off with, hey, we'll provide some screenings and we'll do this and that. That was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. The main focus, the main agenda is to kill Blacks. That's that's what they, So So when we say every Black life matters, put T-O-O on the back end of that because what we are saying is, look, Um, We do believe all lives matter. God is not partial. And every life matters. God is not partial. But uh, if we really fundamentally believe that, then that means that you would want blacks to be born at the exact same rate and have the exact same opportunity at life that every other ethnicity does. Mm -hmm. And right now we don't. And so we just wanted to illuminate that fact by saying every black life matters to T-O-O. Put the T-O on the end in your mind's eye and you understand what we're saying. So that's the, uh, you know, that's why we're here. Uh, we started because BLM uh, really didn't care about black life. Uh, everything BLM stands for and stood for uh, were things that make black, li- that exacerbate black life, mm-hmm. that exacerbate black plight. Um, you know, Marxism and, and, and fathers, you know, making sure that men are, you know, emasculated and out of the home and, and uh, you know, the evisceration of nuclear family and, and no school choice and, 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 and the uh, you know, radical embrace of transgenderism uh, to where your kids in kindergarten should learn about the DLM agenda and learn about how to embrace their, you know, transgenderism as a result. So anyway, all of these types of things don't help black life they exacerbated. So we wanted to be out. We wanted to be uh, an organization that really stands for black life in every phase of black life. And uh,
2: that's why we're here. Thank you. And thank. we've got to take a break in a minute, but um, we do want to talk a little bit about a couple of your recent articles. I like uh, the one, uh, Who's Taking Care of the Poor Now? I like you, um, you know, calling on the clergy. Where are the clergy that were supposed to be standing up for the uh, american you know minorities and and those who are impoverished and in america now with these radical policies that are being unleashed by the biden administration that are hurting hard-working Americas and some that are poor in america You don't hear much, so there's silence. So I want to talk about that, plus the article you wrote about peaceful protesting. (laughs) It's too bad that's been redefined, but it's got to be clarified. But our guest today is Kevin McGarry, Every Black Life Matters. Um, He's also, by the way, the chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of California. And we've got a lot more to talk about when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here.
0: Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo.
2: Our guest today is Kevin McGarry of Every Black Life Matters. The Bible teaches about God creating life. Psalm 139, 13 through 16 is a very familiar verse to many of you. Uh, God created our inmost being. It says, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Um, Kevin, we, I, I don't want to sh- move on too quickly from Margaret Sanger because a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners probably are very familiar with this, but a lot of people tuning in, since you were last on with us about nine months ago maybe, we have a lot of newer listeners, and they're just catching up with a lot of this. They don't understand what you said, that, wait a minute, there was someone who founded Planned Parenthood that was actually putting abortion clinics in minority neighborhoods to, to uh, limit the Negro population? Wait. Well, now let's talk about how she worked closely with black clergy, one of the men she worked with, yes. William Edward uh, Du Dubois, I believe his name, uh, co-founder of the NAACP, she, she worked with him on the Negro Project, invited prominent black leaders and clergy to help. Maybe they were with the right intentions, maybe, not her, but maybe they were, to limit births in the Harlem community and others. Let's take it from there and then go on to how There are some religious leaders and clergy today who really aren't in touch with the plight of the black community. Yeah,
3: absolutely. So Margaret Sanger, as I said, uh, her number one goal was to exterminate blacks. Okay, And uh, yeah, so she realized that um, she needed to get the leaders in the black community to participate in this. So she actually literally paid black pastors $100 per sermon. There a lot of money back in the day. I mean, this was in the early 70s, and $100 a sermon to say, uh, you know, abortion is good, abortion is right, abortion is righteous. It's, it helps us to, you know, sort of stabilize the poor. Um, so anyway, whatever their talking points would have been, it, it, it would have been demonic over the pulpit, and we still see a lot of demonism over the pulpit today. But don't get me started on that. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so they, they willingly complied. They became a tool. Uh, of, of eugenics and Marxism and all the other stuff that goes along with that and um, so we have a lot of progressive clergy even to this very day I just read an article yesterday that said you uh, know uh, it was black clergy as well that, that said you know getting rid of Roe is a uh, uh, is a is a mistake and uh, hmm. you know we should allow um, you know abortion on demand and so is this is just terrible um, so anyway um, but what we see is clergy taking a stand, uh, you know, against life, uh, against God's creation. And then, I remember when uh, when we had our last president in office, who was doing tremendous things in our communities. And uh, you know, we had opportunity zones. We had you know all of our black uh, historically black colleges funded for the next ten years. We had. Uh, black unemployment is lowest in history. We had uh, women uh, home ownership and black home ownership low, you know, highest in history. We had all these wonderful economic indicators for the black community, and still, these black pastors were shrill and hysterical about 45. And uh, now, we have somebody in office that's literally out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean that matter-of-factly. You have to look at him and listen to him. you see. So um, so I'm not being, you know, I'm not trying to be coy here. I'm just being a matter-of-fact. Um, but you, you see every, every decision he's made has decimated working families and the poor. Uh, when you have people on fixed incomes, for instance, uh, elderly, um, and now you're asking them to, uh, when they have work part time at Walmart across the, uh, you know, across the city, and they, they normally drive, you're asking them to double uh, their 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 gas bill to mm-hmm. get over to, you know, their store. Uh, That is huge. That is uh, that's a game. That's a showstopper. Mm -hmm. Um, When you ask uh, people who are historically, you know, um, having a difficult time, maybe a single parent, you know, with three children uh, trying to make ends meet. And they already have a lean budget, but now they have a budget that's been exacerbated because they're uh, getting to and from work with the gas prices. Uh, really takes them out and they have to make a determination, do I still drive to work or do I put food on the table? And if I do, what what kind of food do I have to put on the table? So, um, so the children start to eat you know, a lot of food that's not healthy and other things just so they can have something in their stomach. This is a real reality yes. about uh, what's happening today with the poor with these economic policies. And yet, uh, you know, the black community, black churches, and clergy in general are quiet. Mm-hmm. They're complicit
2: i and and go ahead. so
3: uh I call them out on it because it's like, well, wait a minute, we're, you know, I thought you were all about taking care of the poor, right As a matter of fact, they they used to try to get us to vote a particular way because, oh you know, this party takes care of the poor, excuse me, is this how you take care of the poor? Is it by decimating yeah. uh poor communities with inflation uh, uh excuse me, so um. You know, and if they were sincere, they would have a desk-pounding session in the White House. Yes. And they would have marches, and they would be, you know, they would be all up in arms about this. But no, they're not, because they bow at the altar of their party. And so we see their agenda. This is, you know, I think this is God's, you know, way of, of really exposing uh, the heart of men. Mm-hmm. And We
2: see where they stand. The cult of liberalism. Hey, and the, by the way, this issue of taking care of the poor, that's the excuse many on the left use To not put abortion at the top is a priority issue. It's taking care of the poor. And uh, life in the womb is one of those maybe top 10 issues, but uh, taking care of the poor. And I just want to quote you at the beginning of your article, who's taking care of the poor now. Rampant and accelerating inflation, and they're silent. Gas and heating, oil are now at their highest levels, and they're silent. Meat and general food costs are now significantly higher than 18 months ago, and they're silent. The president confirms impending food shortages, and they're silent. What happened to the supposed social activists and, quote, progressive clergy who scream and virtue signal about the need to vote for Democrats, progressives, so we can best, quote, take care of the poor? For many Americans, economic conditions are trending the worst in a lifetime. Kevin McGarry, we're not hearing this from the media, and surely we would think that those who are looking out for the people in the church pulpits, we would hear it more and, and and we're not because they, like you said, they are. It's idolatry. They are loyal to their party, aren't they?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And this is exposure time, folks. This mm. is this expose. This time that we're in right now, um, you know, we see clue, clear binary direction, and this exposes the heart of men and women. So uh, take note, take note where people are standing. Take note uh, who's really screaming the loudest about uh, the disproportional. Uh, impacts of, of, of inflation and and poverty and, and what it's doing to our churches. Mm-hmm. Take note of, of, of which clergy will actually stand in the pulpit and stand for life um, and, uh, you know, actually detest what God detests, which is the shedding of innocent blood. Take note of these things, because this is the time and the season where there's a winnowing, um, uh, you know, between uh, those who are truly God-minded and those who are, you know, truly, uh, unfortunately, Uh, agents of deception and
2: demonism. Wow, there's so much in that article. I will put the link in today's podcast notes at StandUpForTheTruth.com, and that was over at American Thinker by Kevin McGarry. But let's move on here. We have less than 10 minutes left, Kevin, and uh, you wrote another article called Let's Play... Spot the Peaceful Protester, and I really appreciate that title, um, how they're just changing language about what it means to peacefully protest, including outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. But I want to mention one thing we need to get to, and that is Federal U.S. Code 1507. It prohibits individuals from protesting with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer. And then it says violators face fines and or imprisonment of up to a year. We're not seeing Joe Biden really enforce that with all the protesters outside of the homes of justices, and I would love to get your thoughts, Kevin.
3: Well, so um, basically we're being gaslit again. (laughs) Um, They're expecting us to see that these people— are not really protesters. They're not really rioters. They're not really disparaging uh, and uh, you know judges in trying to change their opinions uh, or their rulings. They're just uh, hanging out outside of uh, you know it just so happens to be that they're on the street where a Supreme Court justice lives, and they're perfectly peaceful and everything's fine. This is um, this is a lie. Our lies. our eyes and our ears do not betray us. These people are vile, disgusting, very sick people. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the signage and what they've been saying and how they. Ooh, it's just terrible. These people are vile.
4: They are.
3: Um, And and uh, and yet, uh, there's nothing. There's you know, our our uh, our DOJ, our Attorney General, uh, our you know, all the folks who are supposed to be our FBI. uh, They'll come out and they'll arrest a parent at a school board meeting. Uh, but they won't do this kind of meaningful, um, you know, uh, uh, enforcement uh, that's clear, uh, according to statute. They, they won't listen, lift a finger. And it's, it's all because, again, we're in a spiritual war, and these people are uh, motivated by demonism. Uh, and again, I'm not, this is not judgmental. This is matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you have to do is, is open your eyes and ears and look at what's going on. And so we need to pray for these people and their wretched souls, yes. and uh, this is what's happening. So, um, so so, in that article, I really try to, uh, you know, basically draw the distinction that it used to be peaceful protesting, like, okay, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, when he used to, you know, walk, uh, take walks in, 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 in peaceful protests uh, in Alabama and other parts of the country.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, that was peaceful protest. Yes. Protesting. They were just—these were marches, right? Um, Now, today, we we saw the carnage, we saw the violence, we saw the rioting, we saw the looting, we saw the burning down of buildings, we saw the assault on federal buildings across the country, um, including the federal courthouses in in Portland and other parts of Oregon. And and yet, um, they said all that was peaceful. This is gaslighting. This Mm -hmm. is basically a PSYOP. This is a psychological operation against the American people, hoping to demoralize us to the extent that we don't even believe eyes and ears anymore— but we just believe that, yeah, this is all peaceful. And yet, when you had people on uh, that uh, on January sixth, that comparatively speaking, <laughs> now comparatively speaking, um, were peaceful. Um, you, you had some people within that within that crowd that actually went into. Uh, the federal, you know, the Capitol building, and, and, and did some because they were invited in, but that, that's a whole nother. subject yeah. but they, they <laughs> who were invited in and went in, um, but they were, uh, and they should suffer whatever consequences. But in alignment with the consequences of the rioters that we saw prior, it's unfair. It's 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 completely unfair. Yes, to throw the book at one side. Uh, and allow the other side to continue to get away with everything to get away with. Mm. So all I'm saying is, look, um, uh, you know, let's not deceive ourselves uh, about what peaceful processing is. Let's really acknowledge it. And those who have been protesting and who have uh, obstructed the bounds of the law, they need to suffer whatever consequences. But it needs to be equal, yes. needs to be equivalent um, and consistent. So we as the American public will know uh, exactly when we are you know going to be arrested or, or when we're going to suffer major consequences, but we need to know where that what that demarcation point is,
2: yes, and you called it a disproportion disproportional treatment and you said it's a complete redefinition or uh, a redefinition, both uh, disorienting and nonsensical meaning. If you're talking about peaceful protests in the context of billions of dollars lost in revenue, property damage, I mean police cars blown up, human casualties. Uh, if that's peaceful, pro- this is what they're, you're right, you're right, they are really gaslighting, and it, it's, a, it's a psych op, but you, you say ideologues are describing truly peaceful protests as hateful insurrectionist riots while they embrace actual hateful insurrection, insurrectionist violent riots as noble and virtuous because it furthers their cause. Kevin, do you think, two questions, do you think most Americans see through this, and then I'm going to ask a question you ask in your article. How do we reorient our minds to comprehend this incomprehensible path to tyranny?
3: Yeah, I think that um, most Americans see through, see through it, um, but, you know, uh, when I go out and I talk to these various communities, I'm encouraging us, all of us clear-thinking people, to get us fine. Now is not the time to cower behind the mob. Amen. Now is the time for us to stand up and to, uh, you know, with the power and authority that the, the Lord imbues in, in, in to us, and uh, stand firm uh, on the truth, and not cower to any mobs anymore. And not, you know, it's just not the time to not have an opinion about things that we see are grotesquely wrong. Um, so uh, I, I do believe that most people see it, but uh, a lot of people are, are afraid. Hmm. And, uh, you know, look, the remnant—if the, the, we're God's remnant and remnant warriors, yes uh, this is not the time to cower and be afraid. It's the time to stand up. There are too many souls at risk, and we cannot allow uh, the mobs to really take over, uh, you know, everything that the Lord wants to do in this time and this season in America. So uh, that's number one. Number two, your question— um, uh, what, what was that? How do we? What was that? Yeah, how
2: do we re reorient our minds to comprehend this arcane path to Tyrion? They're redefining words, and it's really it's really crazy what they're doing. And how do we reorient our minds and and prepare for more?
3: Yeah, I think it's the primary thing that we've been on all day, which is we're in a spiritual battle, mm-hmm. and the demonic realm is very very agitated. They think they already have the war won. They think they've they've got the culture war one. They think they've got the war on our religion one. They think they've got the war uh, on humanity one. They think they've got, and, and so the demonic realm is is really it's it's uh, it's hu- and it's hubris. Hmm. It's uh, it's it's beating its chest and it's doing all that it's doing. So we we first of all have to acknowledge that there's you know this is spiritual warfare, and um, and, and this is the time for us to stand up and then. Um, and 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 really, we've got to be prayed up. We got to pray for our children, our grandchildren, as they are being uh, literally abused uh, in our in our school systems. Mm. Um, and 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 we need to do as much as we can uh, to help reorient their thinking. It's the next generation that is squarely on the target of the demonic realm right now. Mm. Uh, the reason why they're teaching transgenderism in, in in school and they're teaching critical race theory in school, it, it, you know. Yeah, you, you, they want to sully uh the relationships with parent and child, but that is not the end game. The end game is they want this next up this rising generation to be god resistant. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. What I mean by that is when they if if you if you are a white child and you're being raised, you're being taught critical race theory in your lessons, uh, it, it's not literally being taught. Uh, it's an it's an academic subject that has you know has all kinds of you know stuff in it, but <laughs> you can you can infuse it in the lessons. But right. um, and then if ultimately if that child believes that they are uh, they start self loathing and they believe that they're cursed and they believe that they're irredeemable and they believe that they're part of all of this wrongness that has happened in American history, past, present, and future, um, then they'll believe that there is no such thing as a God. Or if there is, he is an unmerciful, unkind, uh, because he cursed them. He cursed them with their white skin. Um, they will believe that, look, how could God be real, uh, mom and granddad, as you tell me, he's good and he's loving and all of this, when my my friends and myself believe that we're born in the wrong body, um, we, you know, our, our body doesn't align with, our, our mind doesn't align with our, our biology. So this is an assault. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a whole another it's a whole one day session I do on this. This is an assault on the next generation, uh, to make them God resistant. Mm-hmm. And, and so they will not believe and not trust and not have any hope, uh, in, in, in the Lord. And so we, as parents, have to intervene at this point. If you have the uh, opportunity to take your children out of public school, please do. Yes. Because public schools are child abuse.
2: Yes. Uh, and uh, Kevin, by the way, how can yeah. people get a hold of you if they would like to contact you about maybe speaking?
3: Everyblm.com, everyblm.com. Go to our website. Please become a partner. Please support us. We are the ones out there on the front line and we're participating in culture where you and your listeners may not feel comfortable. We are at the tip of the spear and we gladly, gleefully
0: do it.
2: Thank you, Kevin. We're looking forward to having you back on soon when your new book comes out. God bless you, brother.
0: Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo.
2: Now, some headlines we have to jump into here. We mentioned the economy. We mentioned the uh, record high inflation and other issues. Um, And I don't know why more people aren't raising awareness about this. I mean, I'm sure you're affected by it. Maybe you're not as affected as others, but uh, this is just crazy. And now um, drilling leases are being canceled despite record high oil and gas prices. And now we know one of the first things that uh, Joe Biden did when he went in office is uh, he said, all right, no more Keystone Pipeline. But this administration has canceled one of the most high profile oil and gas lease opportunities pending before the Interior Department. This is even according to CBS. So there's the potential to drill for oil in over 1 million acres in Alaska. And this comes at a very interesting political moment when gas prices are hitting new highs. Again, friends, this is according to CBS, so you can typically think that maybe it's even worse than what they are reporting um, because, of course, they're loyal to the Democrat Party. Now, um, he wants to Biden says he wants to boost oil and gas production, but he also sought to place blame on the industry for the high energy prices. Well, do we remember the Trump administration and where gas prices were? I guess we, most of us have forgotten that, right? So there's also an article in the Wall Street Journal about this, um, this 40-year high of inflation with gas and diesel prices skyrocketing. It's harmful to our energy security and economy. That's according to U.S. Chamber of Commerce Global Energy Institute, President Marty Durbin. Let's move on to the next one. So how are high-ranking, power elites responding to this. Nancy Pelosi wants to introduce legislation allowing Biden to set gas prices. How will that work? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um, accusing the industry, uh, industry of exploiting consumers with sky-high gas prices, even as the same companies are apparently reporting record profits. Um, so Pelosi says Democrats will present a bill on gasoline price gouging, the bill will enable the president to issue emergency declaration, making it illegal to increase the price of gas. That's interesting. Um, price gouging needs to be stopped. OK, I understand that. But they're saying, OK, it's because of Putin. It's because of Putin and Russia. Right. Everything that's happening in America that's affecting the economy and our prices and our supply chains because of Putin and Russia. OK, the supply chain goes back to Trump. Right. They're still blaming it on President Trump. But the uh, gas prices, the the fuel price gouging, uh, that's—anyway, that's the companies, and that's Putin. It has nothing to do with the Biden administration. See, Kevin McGarry clearly pointed out they are gaslighting. Um, Ed Morrissey said this, Price controls do not eliminate price gouging. They artificially cap prices to a point where producers and retailers can't profit off their work. Production inevitably falls off, which then requires sharp rationing of shortage resources, as we also saw in the 1970s. So the proposals some, like the Pelosi's of government are putting out there, are not going to help the problem. So now let's thank uh, Rand Paul, who helped uh, stop the fast-tracking of $40 billion in Ukrainian aid and at least delay the vote until next week. According to the Wall Street Journal, Journal, the Senate tried to fast-track nearly $40 billion in U.S. aid packaging to help Ukraine in its fight against Russia. Oh, by, by the way, friends, stop right there. What about our own citizens? I see families you know, that are really hurting around me. We We see people in the inner cities. We see people out of work. We see people that are really having a problem like Kevin McGarry was talking about especially in the black community in some of our cities, with the high gas prices. Wages aren't going up to meet the cost of living and the inflation. No, they're not. So what does the government want to do? Give $40 billion in U.S. aid to Ukraine. So anyway, thank God, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky blocked it. And the bill, back, by the way, included 18 plus, $18 billion plus in military and security aid, funding to uh, train and supply the Ukrainian military, replenish stocks of weapons sent to Ukraine. It also provides humanitarian and you know, economic assistance. You know, I'm not saying don't help people in need, but what about our own citizens? Let's just think about that. Um, let's see, it talks about the Ukrainian government, which, by the way, is a globalist government. I hope you realize that. President Zelensky is a disciple of the World Economic Forum. One of his mentors is none other than... Uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. So don't think too highly of Ukrainians' government. Yes, pray for the people there who are suffering and help the church, the church there. Um, But let's, let's differentiate between them and their government. So $5 billion more to... Anyway, thank you to Rand Paul, and let's keep an eye on that story. Now let's go back one, which I mentioned earlier, pallets of baby formula. How does this play into this whole thing. Apparently um, pallets of baby formula were being sent to the southern border holding facilities during a shortage due to the supply chain and other issues that has seen many parents unable to find baby formula at the local stores. Does this make sense to you? The story comes as more than 100 House Republicans called on the Biden administration to do more to address the ongoing shortage that has sent worried parents scurrying from store to store in the hopes of finding formula for their babies. Um, There's a photo here that's from the processing center at the U.S. border. I don't know why they're sending it down there. Do you? Oh, that's right. We need to take care of illegal aliens or uh, migrants. Is that the better politically correct term? Coming across the border that are not citizens but have children that need formula, baby formula. I know that's the compassionate thing to do, but do you take it away from the people in your own country in order to help other countries? Again, whether it's Ukraine or Mexico, uh, all right, you guys know. You guys get it. So, formula is scarce, apparently. Uh, Katie Pavlich uh, says the White House says they've been working on this crisis for months. And so she says, wow, what a total failure. If you look at the store shelves now, um, next, um, I've been helping over at Freedom Project Media, freedomproject.com to fill in for Dr. Duke Pesta, who uh, is teaching at, you know, college courses and other places and has is speaking. And sometimes he can't always do his show, the Dr. Duke show. And the last couple of weeks, I have filled in a couple of segments. One of these segments we just did recorded. Teachers are continuing to indoctrinate kids to LGBTQ plus ideology. It's, that's not bad enough without parents' knowledge. Let's talk about this for a moment. It's amazing to me that these groomers are objecting to the term groomer, and then they actively plot, and by their own admission, recorded, to have secrets with children about sexuality and keeping it from their parents. This—that's the definition of grooming, isn't it? So that's according to PJ Media. Uh, the first rule of the Rainbow Club is you do not talk about the Rainbow Club, right? Don't tell your parents. Don't talk about this. Now this is a Lancaster, Pennsylvania school. This time, I mean we have Virginia, California, uh, Florida. Now there's Pennsylvania. Hot water for allowing its LGBTQ club to stage a drag show on school property without the parents' permission. All right, so that's over at Town Hall. Now let's go on to some other uh, headlines since we're kind of skimming through these fast. Um, We mentioned the poll over at, um, was this NBC News? Oh my goodness. Now why would they talk about, which they rarely do, a, a poll that reflects negatively on Joe Biden? Think about this. They are ideologically driven make No mistake. The poll says 75 percent of Americans say the country is on the wrong track. Why would NBC put this out there? Can I speculate that they don't want Biden in office either? But their solution is certainly not a conservative solution solution, a Republican, an independent, and someone with sanity and moral, or fiscal responsibility and moral, a moral person. No. They want the next, next Democrat step up to the plate. They just want another Democrat in there. That's what they're going to do. Think their policies will change when another Democrat gets into office? Probably not much. But uh, this poll was the fourth consecutive survey where America is on the wrong track was above 70%. And it's only the, listen to this, the fifth time in 34 years that this number reached 75% of Americans saying that the country is on the wrong track. Only the fifth time in 34 years. Um, Yeah, and which never happened, by the way if I remember rightly, not not at all during the Trump administration. So apparently most people think thought that we were, even though they didn't like Trump, they thought the country was at least doing okay or doing well economically and in other areas. But now. So what's their solution? Well, of course, Kamala Harris or the next election, 2024. Let's have who's the Democrat that's going to run? Yeah, well, you know, is it going to be like the, the new press secretaries? Is it going to be a a uh, black, female, leftist, uh, lesbian? That seems to be the, the trifecta. I Actually, those were four things. What is the word that there would be trifecta? What would be the word for four? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that would be who they'll run for president. Uh, don't quote me on that. So the next story, Netflix. And I've only got a couple minutes left here. Netflix memo to employees. If you're offended by our content, quit. As you know, or maybe you haven't known, um, membership is tanking. They've lost uh, over 200,000. I read some estimates that Netflix is preparing to lose close to a million subscribers. Why? Because they're radical. They're streaming services. Some of the content they have is offending parents. and fa- It is not family-friendly, among other reasons. And they're very leftist progressive in in the things that they uh, they provide over at Netflix. So they're launching a crackdown. (laughs) Now, they say there are woke, woke workers there at Netflix trying to silence artists like Dave Chappelle and others. Uh, They dished out a new culture memo telling their staff, you can go ahead and leave if you don't agree. Um, Anyway, so keep your eye on that story. I don't think that'll affect them at all. The more subscribers they lose, I don't know. Money or the dollar seems to be the bottom line here. Next, Erasmus and Poll, and we've just got a minute left here. Majority of Americans want abortion decided by voters, not the courts. Judicial supremacy has been one of the lies that we have abided by since 1972-73 when Roe v. Wade was decided. But anyway, um, we've got more. 65% though, that's at least an overwhelming majority of Americans who wouldn't object to Roe v. Wade being overturned, and then the states would decide and we would vote. Uh, Marvel is announcing two trans superheroes, two transgender superheroes, and that's all the time we have for headlines. Coming up tomorrow, you will hear from former transgender Laura Perry. That was an appropriate transition. Uh, Don Vino of Midwest Christian Outreach on Thursday. Jonathan Brentner is back with us on Friday. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing the podcast, and as always, God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter.